And we're going to talk today about a topic that not often mentioned by the believers, by the churches, by the preachers. And the Lord has laid it upon my heart to, to point it out because we got to have the faith for the same time to be able to go in the rapture. It is that Christ has already abolished death. I'm going to go through this. It's going to be a series. Christ has already abolished death. And we start from the book of Genesis and go step by step and see how the Lord has set this one up for for mankind that he came at the end, he came in the middle at 4,000 years to abolish death and to bring us back to God. And we see point, point to it from the scriptures. Let's start from Genesis chapter 3 and see how death was started in the first place. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 17. Let's see what happened in the Garden of Eden. And from there we will see that it was not the plan of God that woman means you will die in the first place. Also, here is Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three, beginning from you know all many of us in the whole world know if you have read the Bible and you believe it, the, we know what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were given the garden, and the devil came in form of a serpent. I mean, described as a serpent to be guy Eve. And then they did the, the forbidden thing. They took of the forbidden fruit, and now they went and hide. And from verse 17, when God showed up and started asking, "Where are you?" That was actually from from verse nine. But when he got to verse 17, is where God was pronouncing the the judgment upon Adam. That's where we're going to read. The judgment was upon Adam. But when you look at this story, you will see that Adam tried to blame that the woman that you gave to me made me do it. And the woman said it was the serpent that made me do it or that beguiled me. In the end, God was small. You see, people say, is God actually the one punishing mankind? No. When God gave us a law, it is for our own good. He's telling us, this is what is set up. This is what has been ordained. If you disobey and you do this thing, this will be the repercussion. Really, that's really what God is telling us. And many times, the enemy comes. Enemy is the enemy of mankind that is really doing the evil to us. And try to make us do what God said we shouldn't do. And try to paint it so beautifully. Like alcohol. Like adultery. Like fornication and make human beings lost for those things that God says if you do this thing, this is the repercussion if you go into promiscuity, what will be your repercussion? you will say at best you will get a unwanted pregnancy or you will be the father of a you become a father without a way out of wedlock you say well what's that, what's that bad, that is not that bad yeah you may think it's not that bad but it's brought for something that is not the plan, the way God ordained it to be. Because now it will be a word or a, 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 a vagabond, or what they call it, a bastard child is born. That his father and his mother were not really mad, that's called a bastard. No, sir. Now, not only that, you may even get yourself into more of a venereal diseases that can kill, that can be much more trouble to you that is doing promiscuity. So when God is giving the warning, that don't do this, this is for our own good. So when God gave Adam and Eve the one that there is a tree here that you should not partake of. 
And the devil came and tried to say, well, God was trying to make you not to get the wisdom, not to get to be like God. No, that was a deception. That was how he came to deceive Eve. And when the devil comes to twist the word of God like that, we especially still twisting the word of God in the Bible. You that know the truth, you are to resist him and say, no, I'm going to stay with the word of God. Take, for example, the story of uh, how the world was created. And the believer will say, we believe the Bible, because the Bible said God created the world in six days. Well, science has tried to give up some scientific, uh, what called false, false science. Somebody came up and with, a, with a theory that the devil put into his head and said he has found out that human beings came from evolution. The first seed became a monkey, something, and then came monkeys, and then monkeys became human beings. That was that was like a like a funny thing, and multitudes of the world were believing it, claiming that science. That's why I was called it falsely, false science. And the man put it in a test tube and tested it and found out how that little cell became the next two cells and became monkey. No, it's just theory. <laughs> And the devil put ideas into people's minds to figure some things out and they theorize it just to disprove the truth. The truth is what the Bible tells us. Tells. God put us here. Okay. So basically, when the devil comes, he tries to twist the word of God and those who believe him will fall into those cracks. Of, and then they will run to the, 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 the repercussion of disobedience. There's always a repercussion. That's what I'm trying to point out in this story. So when we get to Genesis chapter 3, the Lord came just to pronounce the repercussion. This is what's going to happen to you. And they only knew that something already happened to them once they ate that forbidden fruit. They said they were naked. That it's already started. Not that uh, God made them naked because of that. They were naked because something left. Something left them. The Bible said that they were not ashamed before, but when something left, now they were ashamed, which means they now recognize themselves and so they are naked. In, in short, something was covering them. The glory of God was given to them to cover them, like a light. Look at this electric bulb. If you look at an electric bulb, it looks like it's covered by a light. Also, you can't even see the element that's inside this. You can't see it. But when you turn that light off, you can see the element. But that's the thing that's glowing. Now, that was how God created human beings. We were to glow. We were actually glowing. The light is covering them, covering Adam and Eve. And then when they seen the light quenched, it was a living thing. And that is really what happened to them. And from that day forward, once the light is quenched, like that electric bulb, once you take the light off, they are no more hot. Not so. You can touch the electric bulb, it won't burn you. And insects can attach themselves to the bulb and it won't drive the insects away. Because the heat and the light is gone from the from the bulb. That is what happened to Adam. Now they were naked. They can feel the elements of the hair all around them, and they can feel the elements of insects around them. And that's why they said they were naked. They tried to cover themselves with some fig leaves. And God has already warned them, if you do that, it's death, as far as God, because once you kill that light, it begins to flare, because the rest of the progression follows. The progression of sicknesses follows. The progression of diseases follows. What kills mankind? They call it viruses, bacteria. These are living things, like insects, visible and invisible. Mosquitoes biting you, those are insects. And what is mosquito passing to your blood? Toxins. Those are also some tiny insects you cannot see. Those are the things that kill mankind. Not so. 
But that is what the light covering will have protected human beings against, that they can't even come near because the light covering is, it has the different frequencies that can burn them up. Even right now, we know that even those viruses, if you have what you call uh, some light, some light bulbs, we call it um, ultraviolet light, ultraviolet light. And they are, they are sending those bulbs, so bulbs, that you can turn that ultraviolet light in your room. And all of those viruses and uh, things can be killed by the ultraviolet light and they just disintegrate. You see, that is just an ultraviolet light. And our body is expected to produce different type of frequencies. So if any insect is trying to come to the body of Adam, that ultraviolet will have generated from, from a spirit that will drive those uh, things away. But once that thing is quenched, the light is quenched, it's naked. Every type of thing that passes by, visible and invisible, can touch his skin and make him feel the torment, the pain, the uh, sicknesses and diseases begin to come upon him. That was what God warned Adam about. The day you eat these things, you will surely die. And you say, well, not the physical one, 24 hour day, it's 1,000 years is in the mind of God's one day, as far as God is concerned. The Bible says 1,000 years in thy sight is as one day when it is past. So when God said the day, that's why Adam, look at his life story of Adam, he didn't live up to 1,000 years. He lived for about 930 or something and he died. See, that was what God was telling him. He should take almost 930 years before all this will take effect upon his body. And he told them, and then this will be, that was what happened. God came only to this, to announce to them, this is what I told this is what is going to happen to you. And verse 17, Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, says, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cause is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and also and tissues shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now that was the summary of the punishment that was put upon Adam of our human race, and Adam passed it down to the human race. When the disobedient came in, that was how he became naked, and the elements can begin to affect his body. That was the beginning of death, and that was what I was just trying to point out that God didn't intend death for mankind from the beginning when he created man upon this earth. And we can see in chapter 3 of of this Genesis verse 15, God began to actually plan to pro the promise of the Messiah. Let's look at verse 15. This is the Messiah that God was promising when he was talking to the woman in verse 15 and to the serpent. God was promising the Messiah right there that God is going to redeem mankind. And look at it. From verse 14 of Genesis chapter 3 verse 14, God said unto the serpent. That serpent is actually not just an animal. It's Satan that is called that enter an animal called serpent to deceive so god was judging not just the physical animal he was judging satan that was inside that animal and you can see in the end in the book of revelation the book of revelation chapter 12 the bible called that old serpent he called him satan 
the devil. So it's not just an animal snake that was became like a reptile that was couldn't crawl, that couldn't crawl anymore and to walk on his belly. But God was referring to the spirit that was inside the animal along with the animal. Because the soul that sinner shall die, if the spirit is the one that is involved, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire in the end. But anyone that listens to Satan also will get punishment. That's why Eve also got punishment, even though she listened to, to Satan. She said it was the serpent that beguiled me. Well, she also got punished. So that is really what we are pointing out. But we have to guard ourselves not to listen to any wiles of the devil. That's our challenge. Guard yourself because the devil does not come with horns trying to kill only. He comes subtly, subtly to deceive through trick. To make you think what you are doing is not the right way, you should come his own way. To make you think what God tells you to do is, is not the right thing for you to come and do it the way he wants, or the way the devil wants. That is all the tricks the devil play upon mankind. And make the society to look like where you are, you are on your own if you don't follow the crowd. You see, all of those are the truths they will use. But we that know the truth, we are to stand our guard and guard yourself faithfully. Here he said, verse 15. I will put that to the serpent. God was talking to the serpent. I will put enmity between the between the serpent and the woman, and between thy seed, and the seed of the serpent, and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That was where God promised the Messiah. The seed of the woman will come to bruise the head of the serpent. Now, what serpent? Is he talking of a snake? No, he's talking of Satan. Satan infiltrated the seed of mankind, the race of mankind, and produces some seed through the what happened in the Garden of Eden. That seed of the, of the serpent are uh, actually human beings that refuse, that will never obey God because the Bible said the devil is the one that planted them here. Jesus Christ was giving a parable in the book of uh, Matthew when he was talking about the parable of the, of the tears in the field. He said the good seed was planted by the Son of Man, Christ himself, planted the good seed on this place. The field, this, this world is the field, this world. He planted the good seed, but the devil, the enemy, planted tears. How did he plant the tears? And these tears, he said, the tears are the children of the wicked one. What? Children of the wicked one. That means they are not the children of God. They were seed that Satan introduced into the world through Eve. That was why Cain was born. But that is deeper, that was not the topic. Someone say, where the king got his wife? All those stories that people are questioning, you see. Did something has happened that is just beyond what was summarized for us here in the book of Genesis where he said, oh, the devil, the, uh, he, the serpent beguiled me and I ate. Something happened in the spirit world. That seed was planted into the seed of it. Remember in Genesis chapter 1. And maybe going deeper to pass your understanding right now. But when you look at Genesis chapter 1, when God was talking, he said, God made man in his image. Listen to it. That was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So what do you think that is talking about? God is talking to us that he has already created seeds of mankind. Male and female. 
So you can think of it like here is a, a bag of spirits, human beings that God is going to send to the world. Like you want to plant a field, you have a, you have a field. Let's think of it in the human terms. You have a field, a plantation, you are preparing the field, you want to plant corn, okay? So you have a bag of corns. Here is a bag full of corns. See, but they are just corn seeds also. They are not on the field yet. And your plan is to go to the field and begin to plant the corn into the field. Also. Now, suppose your enemy came by in the night, and that's what Jesus Christ said in his parable. The enemy came by in the night. Suppose the enemy, your enemy came by in the night and brought something that looked like corn, but they are not really corn, but they are stairs. And mix it with your basket of basket of corn seeds. Supposing the enemy did that. And then you planted, or the enemy finally just plant the first one that will produce more. Also. So now you planted the the first the first bash and here comes some tears. You wonder, oh, these are not my corn seeds. Where did they come from? That was what the Lord gave in this parable. And that is what the devil, the Bible called these are the seed of the serpent. The tears. Jesus called them, Jesus called them the seed of the serpent. Let's look at it in the parables because Jesus Christ came to tell us mysteries of the of kingdom of God when he was giving us these parables. Let's read this parable of the Lord Jesus Christ about these tears and see what he said was the meaning of the tears. Matthew chapter 13. Here in verse 24. Matthew chapter 13. And Jesus Christ was talking. He said, and the, another parable put it forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, you see that? While men slept. His enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tears also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hast it tears? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No. Lest while ye gather up the tears, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tears, and bind them in bundles to burn them. They gather the wheat into my barn. Now that was the parable. And now we see how the Lord Jesus Christ gave the meaning of the parable in verse 37. Because his disciples came to him and said, Declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field. They realized that this is telling us of mysteries here. And Pastor Simon said, Jesus Christ answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the Son of Man, that's Christ himself. Pastor he said, The field is the world. Now you see what I'm saying? This world that we are in, that's the field of God. See, this field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. That's the children of God. But the tears are the children of the wicked one. Only by children of the wicked one. Children of Satan. Is Satan has children or not? Yes. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. 
as therefore the tears are gathered and bound in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be willing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who has yes we are letting me. So that was the parable, and that shed light to make us to see what this, this is all about. What is this world all about? This world is just a field for God. And when you have your field, you think about it. You say, God created man in his own image so that we have the same intelligence like he has given to us, like he has sample of what he has, so that we can imagine things and create things also now. And then it started with the first man. But the devil came in and threw in his bad seed that will make more of the ungodly people come into the world. That are the seed of the serpent, the seed of the, the tears. That means Satan's seed that will disobey God because Satan has disobeyed God and God has casted him out of heaven. See? And those seed also will be the spirits that will never obey. See, but God was creating spirit that will obey him, that will be like him in the image of man. That will let us make man in our own image. And God said, he made man in his own image. But they will try to make some spirits in, or send some spirits among those that God has created. Send some spirits in the image of disobedience. And then he brought it one, the first one was Cain. But God was not fooled, you have to remember, God was not uh, sleeping. It was part of the plan. God has everything under control because He said, "The see, the, the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, uh, was slain from the foundation of the world." That is, in the mind of God, this is already done. In fact, the new heaven and new earth is already done. The Bible said, "It is done." Go and look at it in the Book of Revelation, chapter twenty-two. God said, "It is done." That is, it's like a like a movie that you have. You are playing to, to mankind, you already seen the movie over and over and over again, this is how it's going to be. So we are just going through that movie, and we think, wow, these things are this, and that. say, yes, it's, it's done, this is how it's going to end. It's like a movie, we are walking through a movie. And so that's why you have to trust God. If you are a believer, keep, give your life to the hand of God and just trust Him. No matter what's coming your way, that's why God said all things will work together for good to them that love the Lord. And to them that are they called according to his purpose. So he's calling us unto himself. And once you are one of those that are called, just trust him. Trust him with your life. And follow him. And don't don't let the devil fool you. Don't, let, don't, don't be deceived by the devil. That is very important, very important that we do not get ourselves deceived by the devil. The Lord has us in his plan, and that plan will never fail. So that's what I want to share with you. Before we go further and further into the into the into the stories into the fact that God actually has abolished it because when that death was introduced mankind God has planned that when the Messiah will come and turn things around that is the seed of the woman that will come and bruise the head of Satan and that's what Christ came to do on the cross he destroyed him that has the power of death that is the devil and let's look at that through his own death he came to fulfill that the Bible says for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil that is the plan of God. He has said it in the book of Genesis chapter 1, chapter 3, that the seed of the woman will come and bruise the head of Satan. Look at it in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. Here is what the plan of God was when he was, when he was talking about when the Messiah came. Say, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should test death for every man. That's why he came. 
to sit there, it is said there for every man. Verse 14 said, For as much then as the children, that's human beings, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, through Jesus Christ's own death, he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I will continue this in the next broadcast. I want you to keep listening because this is very important that the Lord. I will continue this in the next program. God bless you. Hallelujah. This is deep. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi. I just wanted to add some of these signs of the end that is currently occurring so that you may know that the end is near as we are talking about. You can look around you, you see the Boko Haram that is plaguing northern Nigeria. You see the ISIS coming from Saudi Arabia and plaguing the, the Middle East. So all these are signs of the end. They are part of the signs of the end that we are talking about. Not to talk of the plagues that are coming upon the world. That the Bible has said in the book of Revelation, it will begin to take place. And all of those things, uh, they are going to be challenging and testing and trying the faith of the believers. So if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, begin to look up. And ready to stand and confess Christ to the end. But if you are not a believer, you should begin to be afraid. You better run to Jesus because he is the only Savior. Jesus Christ is the one that is going to save anyone that is going to escape from the wrath to come. Everything, somebody asked me from listening to my radio broadcast and said, all this plague of the viruses that are plaguing the world right now, the, the latest one, the coronavirus, that seems to be a pandemic, they call it an epidemic. Could that be some of the signs of the of the of the vows of the wrath of God? I, my response to him is that when you look at the book of Revelation chapter 16, the vows of the wrath of God is not what we are seeing yet. All of these ones are still the work of the devil plaguing the world because there will be so many evil things that the devil will be using to kill mankind. However, it's not the wrath of God yet. The wrath of God is to judge both the devil and the Antichrist system, which is the world ruler at the end of time. But the, the saints of God will not be in the wrath of God, which is the book of Revelation chapter 16, when all water will turn to blood and things like that will happen. But so far, these plagues and pestilences, they are still the work of the devil. But we believers, you go to stand, confess Jesus to the end. Don't be afraid of the devil. And even if you die for Jesus, because you are confessing Christ, and you are standing firm for Jesus, either because of the jihadists or the persecution, when you stand for Jesus, even if you die, you shall be resurrected very soon, because Christ will come and resurrect you soon. But we believers, look up, is what Jesus Christ said, for your redemption right now. How do you look up? Begin to be righteous, begin to stand for Jesus, begin to live for Him, and confess Jesus to the end, confess the word of God to the end, because he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's what Jesus Christ said. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in His name, He will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And 
As I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so. All you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank God. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the stress of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call our number 80 338 That is 080-338-69812. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are 080-338-69812. 080-338-69812. Or you may call 080-334-36944. That is 80 334 Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.